Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite podcast, The Playset Podcast. Maybe we're not your favorite. Maybe we're your second favorite. I'll take it. Third favorite. <laughs> fourth favorite. You know, I'll just, if you listen to us, thank you. I'm your host, Ellie. And I'm Emily. And we're here to talk the magic tea. Yep, there's been a lot going on past two weeks. There's been a lot just this week. It's been a it's been a roller it's been coaster. a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been a lot. The only reason why I know the only the only reason why I know a week has passed is uh, just from the announcements. That's how I actually mark time now is the announcements. Yeah, That's more it. announcements have been made. Yes, we. Oh God, we've had. Okay, so we've had this week. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about the bannings. We're going to talk about. The oh yeah, they're bannings. Open. I yeah, <laughs> see, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, we're gonna yeah, talk about they... the arena open. Uh, they've made came out also with an announcement about the state of the game and what they're gonna do for the 2020 partial season. And we even got a new product announcement. If you feel overwhelmed, same. Yeah, I definitely do. That was a lot coming at me. I, I totally forgot there were even bannings because it was probably the least exciting thing that happened. Before we get into that, I uh, just would like to take a quick sec to thank our patrons. Patreon.com slash the playset. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We know times are really tough. So, you know, even though it's just a dollar, we still really appreciate any amount of support that comes our way. If you've had to like cancel your subscription, that's totally fine. We get it. We love you anyway. We hope y'all are being safe and healthy and things are getting taken care of, you know, on your end. So that's the most important thing. So there were bannings. There were bannings, yes. We did We did brawl bannings. Yes. Um, I mean, they banned Draineth Magistrate, which makes sense because it turned off your, like, being able to cast your commander. Um, and they also banned Winota. I don't know why. I'm assuming because it's good. Bop, bop, bop. And then the bands that we were expecting, um, Loris got banned in Legacy and Vintage. This is not a surprise to anybody. Weirdly, they also banned Zerta the Dawnmaker in Legacy. The reasoning being like they just thought this would be a problem, so they were just going to head it off. I, I'm pretty against bands like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it was being played, but I I don't really play Legacy or Vintage myself, yeah. but I knew Zerta was being played, and I was still a little surprised to see that, because I don't think I've ever seen a complaint about Zerta. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting, right, when you compare with the decisions that they end up making in terms of a ban, and compare that to the conversation, the dialogue that's on, you know, Twitter and social media. I think most people I have talked to know, at least with Legacy... It, the, the things that they're bothered by or, like, that they take issue with is, like, obviously Loris, everybody knew. But the second mm-hmm. thing was Astrolabe. So I was personally confused why that why that was um, not banned. I don't know. I just yeah. think it causes a lot of uh, problems. Like, I'm sorry, a four-color deck should not be able to play back to basics. Like, that's just weird. That's just wrong. I don't know. It's just... It hasn't been fun. I'll be honest. Like, I stopped playing Legacy, like, once Modern Horizons came out and that card came in. And it was just, like, a mess from there. 
Um, maybe they'll, maybe they just don't see a problem with it. Maybe they think the trade-off is worth it. Like maybe they just are thinking this colorless artifact that everybody could play and fixes your mana perfectly. Um, while that kind of thing can't fly in other formats, uh, it's perfectly <laughs> fine in an extremely powerful one uh, where actually mana restrictions is really important. Uh, but you know, what do I know? What do I know? Nothing, nothing. I know nothing. Yeah, there was there was no bannings in any of the formats that I regularly play, so I think that's kind of why it went in one ear, not the other. I didn't even make a comment about it like when it happened because I was like... I don't play these formats. I don't really have anything constructive to add to the conversation, so I'm just not gonna yeah. say anything. Yeah, I mean, the four- legacy is probably just gonna go back to looking at how it was before, so. Yeah, four color decks. Yeah. Moving on, we got uh, a format that we all play. Well, maybe not that we all. You and I play. You and I, yeah. Wizards announced the first ever cash prize tournament on Arena, the Arena Open. Um, yeah, that's gonna. I'm happen actually May 30th. super excited for this. It's the first day standard best of one, and you can enter with twenty thousand gold or four thousand gems, but multiple entries are allowed within the time frame, which I believe is eight a.m. Pacific time and mm-hmm. seven a.m. Pacific time. So you have about twenty. 24- three-ish hours to hopefully get your seven wins and make it to day two. So I really like that aspect. I know some people were not excited about best of one, which is understandable as a format, but like in terms of trying to get enough games in to like make the multiple entries kind of worth it, I kind of understand because if I was playing like really slow decks like Bant Yorion or Team Wreck or something. I don't know if I could play 14 matches or, you know, was it you can play up to 10 in a single session with the three losses and the seven wins. And these are like really slow decks. So that's like 10 hours right there. 10 plus hours. On one attempt. Yeah, I think people keep need to keep in mind that standard games are longer. Um, yeah. So that's 10 to. hours on, like, one attempt, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I guess I'm just not sleeping or anything, but you would probably only could only get in, like, max two attempts if we did best of three and we played, like, all the actual mid-range and the slower decks, whereas best of one, we can crank these out like no tomorrow. Yeah, what I like about this is that I like the entry fee. So 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems. 4,000 gems, like, that's, like, a reasonable amount, right? Like, mm-hmm. I definitely have 20,000 gold just sitting on my account that I'm not using. So that I've gotten from just playing the game. So I do like that. I did, like, the multiple, like, entries. That makes me want to play it more. Um, the other thing about this tournament is that it's self-paced play. So you just play as many you take your time you play as many matches like in a row as you want or whatever you go you take a break it's not a big deal but i imagine there's going to be tons of people streaming it so yeah i oh i'm sure like streamers will be all over this yeah but i like how many competitive streamers that there are there are quite a few yeah yeah i like that i mean i think a lot of people just i kind of think that there's still a perception that streamers are for whatever reason like 
not as competitive or not as serious um, about magic or whatever. They're like, you know, worse at the game or something because they don't grind like, you know, the SCT yeah. circuit or something. But like, actually, a lot of the ones that I know are always really eager for a good competitive tournament to play in. Right. Yeah. Online has always been super competitive. And I actually think people who yeah. chose to do streaming over, you know, grinding the SCG are kind of a little smarter in a way because they don't, they are not spending all that money and right. all the expenses to travel, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah. But so- the cool thing about this tournament is that it you know you get to day two if you get six wins you get a thousand dollars if you get seven wins you get two thousand dollars and there isn't a limit on how many players can win these two cash prizes so yeah if like a hundred players win money then a hundred players win money and that's what they're gonna pay out mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool you know i think uh yeah day two is a one shot but day one can take as many. So, I mean, if you have a free dime, then I would think a lot of people will make it to day two. Mm-hmm. And but I do like... Se- seven wins and two losses is doable, too. I do like even on day one. Like, if you do, you know, if you get at least three wins, you get something back. Yeah. Honestly, if you are interested in the tournament and you want to do it, and you have the means to do it, you have the time, you have the money, or you already might already have the in-game currency, you have the cards, then just do it. It doesn't have to have good EV. This is such like a laid-back event. Like I know the you know, prize money is a good amount of prize money, but this is like is such like a laid-back event that anyone can join that I'm just like I'm into don't, it. You don't have to play it if you really think it's a... It is a cash grab because they're a company and they are going to make money and... For me, this is like within reason. Like this tournament, I think... I like that it's accessible to anybody as in anybody can join. I like that you, you know, you can like quote unquote, like overcome some variants, you know, like maybe you had a couple bad games or whatever, like maybe Mm -hmm. you realize, ooh, my deck's not really there. You know, you can join again. It's fine. I think that's good. I hope maybe there'll be more things like this. Even though you do have to do like really well, like really, really well to get, you know, that that money, you know, at least you can, you know, you'll get at the worst if you day two, you get, you know, you win one game, which I find it hard to believe you're not going to win a game, but, you know, if you win a game, you get some in-game currency. Like, it's fine. I'm into it. You spend in-game currency to get in-game currency. Yeah. Do you know what you... I don't know what I'm going to play yet. I imagine it's probably going to... Best of one? I'm probably still going to play Fires. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm going to play. I th- Actually, I feel like you could play mono red because I kind of like mono red's like game one match. I'm probably just gonna end up playing mono red because it's my brand. That's a mood. <laughs> and what mono else? Red. What else would I be playing? I don't know what I'm gonna play for the best of three. I might play like an actual deck for that. Yeah. But anyway, moving on, they also gave us a state of the game, Magic Green state of the game. And, uh, you know, basically addressing several different topics. Um, You know, they brought, 
they announced historic anthology three so that's cool you can get like cards like ulamog and stuff now um they brought back historic ranked which i know people are already really enjoying that format apparently field of the dead is not banned in that anymore i saw yeoman five built like a killer <laughs> uh, like golos <laughs> deck and i was like i'm here for it yeah i think they unbanned it yeah yeah so I, I i'm probably gonna just like play that i don't really care too much about like ranked but i just it just think it seems fun um they're also uh bringing back cube draft which i love I think before we had like cube, did we have cube sealed or did we have, no, we had cube draft before. I didn't, I didn't play in any of the drafts. I am a constructed scrub. Mm -hmm. Well, they are bringing back cube draft, which was really fun. I enjoyed it the first time. So I'll definitely be jamming that again. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's cool. So they also announced like what's next for the 2020 partial season. Um, Basically addressing like what they are going to do in the face of COVID-19. Since COVID-19, obviously paper magic has been completely disrupted. Um, So is even trying to host like digital mythic championships. It's just not possible um, because of travel restrictions and things like that. So they've had to change what they're going to do and we're just going to go through this kind of not exactly line by line but basically section by um section so they're shifting their 2020 partial season competitors from competitions from in-person destinations to online events um played remotely so and it will be all played through mtg arena and that's important so basically everything that was previously canceled and upcoming PT events, um, PT Finals Minneapolis, the Mythic Invitational for Course at 2021, and the Mythic Invitational for Zendikar Rising. So they moved those dates. And then they also updated the prize pools. And basically, I think it, somebody did the math and it was like, they cut a lot of money. Like 90%, 80% of the total amount of prize pools from those events, like in total. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the number exactly, but it is quite a bit. It's like the, it's, a, it's only going to be 150,000 prize pool for each of the four PT events. Um, yep. For the PT 250, finals. 250 for the um, players tour finals, 150 for the, each of the player tour i guess they would have been the regional and then the mythic invitational is now 250 as well right yeah so christian calicano posted like so the two mythic invitationals that total prize like i guess this is the two mythic invitationals the total prize pool was going to be a one and a half million combined the two Mm -hmm. pt finals five hundred thousand. the six player tours together is 1.2 million and if you add up the combined amount of the prize pool, you get thirteen a little like a little over one point three million, I believe. That sounds right. Ish. Yeah, it's like yeah, one point three five million. I mean, it's a little le- it's a little less than two million just gone out of the prize pool, right? Yeah, just gone. 
obviously I can understand some cuts because look, let's just be real. Um, part of the reason why like they get this money is like, you know, ad dollars, sponsorships, things like that. If they don't run the events themselves, that money isn't there. Okay, so it's not like all of this money that's allocated for prize pools necessarily just comes from, you know, their profits as a company. Which, by the way, let me just address, that's fucking not how that works. Just because of, <laughs> you know, that just because a, a company has raked in in the first quarter, which is nearly irrelevant, but like raked in a certain amount of dollars does not mean that that money in, goes to... A significant amount like that that's not how the budget is necessarily allocated like they still have to pay people pay like insurance pay expenses like all that still has to come out of that money for the following you know quarters and now they're looking at for the following quarters their sales being reduced um like potentially doing layoffs and like obviously yeah they're capitalists so like they're probably also concerned with their shareholders it totally makes sense to me if if Hasbro, their parent company, was just like, yeah, we're not just handing over millions of dollars for a prize pool when you can't do the promotional events themselves. It's just, just how society is. Yep, the CEO is going to make a few million dollars this year for his salary, and it's not fair. Um, like, I think people have every right to be upset by such a significant cut. I would be upset. I mean, yeah. I know there are people who like really do rely on some of this money. So I totally get critiquing it. That is fair. And like kind of wanting answers. That I feel like that dialogue needs to be tempered by like the reality of the situation. None of us work at Hasbro or especially not in their financial office and has any idea of their inner workings. And if Hasbro said no... That sucks. I don't agree with it, but I'm not quite sure what the solution is, is if the parent company says no. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're going to put the money back in the prize pool and that stinks. And it's a waste of, you know, your mental health and your energy to scour through Hasbro's financial statements to find out exactly where all their money is going, but... You yeah. know, they could, they could have that money. They could. They could just have it sitting there in cash ready to just be hand out. But if they say no, then they said no. And wizards might not be able to do anything about it. And that's not me defending corporations or anything. I think it really sucks that they did that to players. But Well, that was this is another thing about the 2020 season. or Like, basically moving stuff to Arena, they also said, hey, you have to use... Um, you have to make an arena account. You have to, you know, buy your own cards, etc. That caused a, you know, an uproar because people were like, what the heck? Why don't you just give everybody God accounts? Now me, at first when I heard of it, I was like, that just seems kind of weird. Like you would have to buy your cards for a tournament. Like what are you going on about right now? Um, you know, but I thought about it and I talked to a friend of mine who was like, well, you could circumvent a lot of costs when it comes to paper magic. Um, and my argument is not as much as you think, but you can circumvent a lot of the costs of actually playing the physical game, like, you know, borrowing cards and things like that. But you can't really do that with arena because it doesn't have that type of economy. Um, right. but when he brought up 
it's actually like you only have like a month. You should be taking this month to test and, you know, make sure you have the right deck or whatever. You can't do that if you're trying to grind from a, you know, from a base account. You know, if you don't really play arena, you didn't have a reason to before, it's going to be really difficult for you to get the cards you need in time to even properly test. And I thought about that and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I think that's fair. I also want to add that if you aren't already playing on Arena, you're probably not going to test on Arena. So you don't necessarily need a god account. You just need the cards for the deck that you're registering. Because I imagine the people who don't play Arena play Moto instead. And there's rental services and such like that. So they don't need, you know, the Wizards did, quote unquote, fix the issue. I think the god accounts were always available and... Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that they were available and they weren't um, offered up front. But. Yeah, because it does look sketchy, right? Like, it always looks sketchy yeah. when you have I imagine people... they're only going to get the account for the event, like, pro- possibly, like, the day of the event, mm-hmm. and then they're going to deactivate them. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... So you wouldn't even be able to test on them anyway, but... No, no, probably. See, that's what my thing. I was like, I get, probably not. But at least if even if it is that way, that's fine because people can still, I guess, use rental services or, you know, whatever account that they already have for Moto. They can use their friend's account, like whatever. You know, they can borrow cards, whatever they need to do. And then they can just, you know, use the God account. And that's fine. Um, they did... They did walk that decision back once there was a significant amount of uproar about both the God account and the prize money, which is telling. But, um, you know, I think this is a really difficult situation from all sides because on one hand, you have us, the players, who are being, like, you know, we're being stuck home. A lot of us have lost income. Like... It's very, it's just a really frustrating experience, Um, you know, and some people were even like counting on this money and you're, you know, we are being asked basically, hey, you get your own cards, Um, you know, also your price support is cut by 80% or what, you know, your price support's dropped by nearly 2 million. Um, Sucks to suck. And on the other hand, you have wizards saying like, hey, look, we're projecting, implying, basically they're projecting like a decrease in profits. Like obviously COVID has disrupted their money making. Like this is difficult all around. So tightening their belt just makes, in a way, makes sense. Um... I'm glad at least they compromised. They're giving God accounts. I think they said they'd give the God accounts for this event only and not for future ones, though. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure that's what they said. They once like people got upset enough, they're like, okay, you can have God accounts, but this will just be for this event. After that, you have to like have your own thing. Yeah, and what the other thing I saw people annoyed about was the fact that we can't defer the invites. And that one, I actually 100% that understand the decision for that because they literally say in their announcement, there is no event to defer to. There just isn't. 
So right. it's either, yeah, I mean that, you know, I also want to sympathize with people too, because this is not the event that they qualified for. This is yeah. not the event they were expecting when they entered their PTQs or their GPs or grinded for those percentages. Like I do really sympathize with people on that, but unfortunately the defer one, I don't really see a solution for because honestly, that just tells me that the rest of the paper events for this year just might get canceled because they're like, that's what it tells me. There's no, there, you know, they specifically said, I, we can't defer that because there's no event to defer it to. And we yeah. want to just reset everything yeah. so at the, the end of this season. So Yeah, that's exactly you know, what that says. Is that they I aren't. guess there's no Vegas. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what that says to me is like there is no, there aren't, they are projecting for there to it not be safe to run paper or like mythic championships for the rest of yeah. the year. And so, like... You know, you can't just have people indefinitely with, you know, you know, deferrals. You can't just have that. No, because, yeah, you'll, you, you know, it might your be. Your events might not, 20, your events probably aren't going to fire, for one. 2021, 2022 is before, like, maybe we could have these events. And they're trying to create a new season for the 2020, 2021. And it might just be, like, totally online. But you can't really have these invites that are like sitting in limbo from years ago i think people were even annoyed that the mpl took players that did really well in 2017 or something for like the 2019 season and it's like well we already saw people unhappy about that so i do sympathize with people this is not like the event that they planned for but i don't really think there's another solution in that regard yeah i mean i agree i think like so obviously there's a conversation to be had about like accessibility right like that a problem with magic is that obviously it's a luxury card game it's very expensive to play and it's it's very i mean it's expensive to buy the cards and it's expensive to participate in in any kind of serious way now me in my mind to me if you have to buy an arena account and like buy the cards you need for whatever that is still going to be cheaper than going to any event that is not local period Mm -hmm. any paper event that's not local period it's cheaper i don't care it is so because you're not paying for a hotel you're not paying for food you're not paying for an exorbitant freaking entry fee obviously unless you're just drafting or whatever like you're not having to do that so you know arena give like playing games you get gold experience points, whatever like you get cards just for playing games win or losing right in arena i will concede that the economy is not very efficient unfortunately you cannot buy wild cards wild cards which is really my solution like okay this is probably what what i would just do is just make the option to buy wild cards directly possible so that you can just buy the cards you need and not really worry about anything else um i think jeff hoogland responded to me though saying oh well that's basically what happens when you buy x amount of packs and to me i'm like well that's just still inefficient right because like if I, I want to buy, I want to be as efficient with my time as possible. So, like, I want to buy the cards that I need. So, I can't buy the cards that I need. So, I, I want to buy the wild cards that I need when I need them. Period. Right. Like, it's not difficult. It's not a hard concept to understand. Um, well, the only way you get the wild cards from the packs is if you 
open it and there's no guarantee you open one or you open six packs to get one rare wild card so these are like expensive wild cards i think what people really want is like a cheaper way to just directly buy right and like to me it's like if you're gonna ask players to concede prize support okay well you should concede something too like you should concede the money that you're getting from people having to buy a bajillion packs that they don't need or want and not being able to do anything about it obviously there are things that wizards can do to make that easier on the players and i believe that they should do them me i don't really think they need to give god accounts every time like i don't really think that's necessary it does from a business standpoint make sense that they want people to have to get onto arena and play it obviously it's a cash cow it's a cash grab. <laughs> they want people to buy packs. They want people to play as many games as possible. They want as many people in the client. Um, they want as many people in the client as they can, especially when they are forecasting project like a a, de- a sharp decrease in sales, you know, for the and paper sales for the rest of the year. That just makes sense. It's logical. I don't know. There's this stuff is so complicated because like it. I don't want people to get confused. Like, when I say this makes sense, I'm not saying this is right. So, like, for me, there are things that they are doing that this makes sense from a business perspective with what they have to do. Because we have to keep in mind, like, yes, capitalism is the devil. Like, all right, it is. I'm not arguing with you. But also, like, there are people who work at Wizards. They have employees who have families who have to pay their bills. And if, like, it sucks, like, you're mad at the system, but, like, if you, like, throwing a tantrum at, you know, their employees and stuff, you're just, it's just, like, so frustrating for me to see because it's, like, listen, the first thing that they cut when they make budget cuts isn't gonna be, like, like, it's gonna be, like, the, their employees. They're gonna lay them off. Like, I get, right. like, your prize supports, like, decrease, and that sucks, okay? Like, I hope that they actually walk that back and give some amount back, but, like, shit. Like, they... I also don't want people to get fired because, like, corporate... Corporations are corporations, and the first thing they do is throw their workers away. Yeah, this, um, announcement also kind of, I guess, opens up another discussion for me where... I think you can be constructive criticism, give constructive criticism to wizards without verbally abusing their social media reps. I think people Take like way too far. are and so disgusting towards people who are just like the messenger, like, like or the, messenger, yeah. you know, with play design asking for people's jobs. Like they're, it's. I think it's actually gross to speak yeah. to people like that like that there's a human being on the other side of that i know it's the corporate account but there's like a worker behind that account that has to read all of that and you yeah. can totally give constructive criticism on your own twitter account or you can email wizards yourself without being nasty yeah and like this is part of my thing is like a lot of people get mad about stuff that does not apply to them like oh you're, yeah, your life, the, your livelihood is not actually harmed. All the people threaten. Oh my you god, you want to harm other people's livelihoods? The like, people you're ridiculous. Like you are out of fucking pocket. 
The people who said they're going to quit magic, but they're not even qualified for any of these PTs. They're not trying to qualify for any of them. They don't play the GPs. They never played a PT. I'll be like, this is, has nothing to do with you. Why are you quitting? Yeah, this has nothing to do know. with you. What, what do you mean you're... But also they say they're going to quit every time there's an announcement. And I have yet to see anyone quit, so... <laughs> I mean, there are people that, like, you know, I have seen that are grinders who are just like, yeah, no, I'm fed up with this. And that's valid, right? Like, it's valid to right. be looking at the I feel bad for the years. actual, like, yeah. p- participants of this tournament, the professionals. I feel very bad for them. The people who don't ever play a Grand Prix, who've never been to a PT, who've never played a PTQ, saying they're going to quit because of this announcement that has nothing to do with them. Like, your life is no different because of this announcement. I just think that is just... What are you adding to the conversation here? That's what... I think that's my bones, like, with a lot of this, is, like, I think that there could be... Like, if, if the culture of like social media of like magic social media was different i think they wizards would actually be able to take the constructive criticism and do something with it and like be instead of just like but instead they're just getting hammered over and over and over and over and over and over again about petty stuff that like everybody's mad about everything you're never happy about anything or people that, like, are like, oh, it gets time to shuffle. time to switch to Hearthstone, time to switch to whatever Riot game. I'm just oh, like, God, do you not understand that those thing. games are also run by giant billion dollar corporations and their communities have not the exact same issues, but their own issues? Do you, under- yeah. do you understand that things are actually just not going to change? Like all these games are run by corporations. I, they all want money. I don't know what to tell these people anymore that... And I don't know either because, like, it sounds like, and I know to, like, people listening, like, it sounds like we're defending them and we're not. We're basically saying that, listen, there is a, it's a cost, you have to do a cost reward analysis on the energy that you're giving, right? So if you are constantly, and you have to, like, really look at cause and effect, okay, a lot of these issues are much more complicated than people want to take them for. And then people who don't know shit about shit want to get onto the internet and talk shit, but you don't know what you're talking about. So then the actual important criticism, the actual constructive criticism that they could use to, to, to like better themselves that would be, can't get through the noise because y'all are pissed about product not being for everybody. Like get the, get, like get over yourselves. Like, for for me, what frustrates me about, like, oh, not being able to have the God accounts is, is that this allows for a distraction. Like, this is a distracting thing. Because in reality, the cost of getting onto Arena and freaking getting the cards that you need is not as significant as the conversation that it generated. And that led to, basically wizards being able to be like okay we'll give you something when the conversation should have been over the fact that two million dollars got dropped out of the prize pool but was that able to be clearly heard no because people wanted to be focused on like the freaking whether or not you had to pay two hundred dollars which is much less than you'd have to pay for an actual tournament get real and like i'm so frustrated because like 
This is a really difficult time, y'all. Like, I know I'm yelling. I'm yelling. I'm an opinionated colored woman. If you don't like it, what can I tell you? Get the you? fuck out. Get the, <laughs> get the fuck out. No, like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm mad because the discourse has gone so far downhill. And people don't understand, like, the actual effect of just throwing noise into a conversation. Yeah. There was, you know, there was very real constructive criticism yes. being made and good points and discussions that were being had. But the people posting things like, I'm quitting magic for clout. And like, like post- Jess made a really good point. Like Jess's meme was freaking God tier when it was like, you know, that crack in the big water jug. And it's like, okay, this is like wizards. This is like whatever. And this, you know, this is like the two million, the conversation about the $2 million prize pool being like lost. And then like they slap the bandaid, which is just like God accounts. And, like, mm-hmm. Jess made a really good point. It's like, y'all should not be talking about God accounts right now. You should be freaking talking about this prize pool. Right. If you, you had a, if you added $2 million back to that prize pool, you wouldn't have to worry about yeah. <laughs> buying arena cards because you would have made your return on your investment. But... Like, it's like, whatever. I don't yeah. know. Like, to me, there there's, there's logic in them tightening the belt. This that their move of, of removing a lot of the prize support makes sense if their money from it comes from the sponsorships and of the, of the events themselves. So if they don't have that, they don't really have prize pool. So that makes sense. But like that's a conversation that you can have, right? If you just are able to cut through like silly noise. So I don't know. It's just I get frustrated how like magic players shoot themselves in the foot. Also. People are just not funny. They're not funny. I'm hilarious. The same, what are you talking about? You're you're funny. You're hilarious. But the 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 same <laughs> jokes we make every single OP, not funny. Oh, God. Not funny. <laughs> They're not. I have I have not cracked a single smile at any of these people's memes. Listen, I enjoy seeing recycled memes. <laughs> well, it's it's just it just feels like these are, it's, it's usually coming from people who have no stake or anything in the matter, and they're not bringing yeah. up any valid points. They're not willing to have, like, a discussion. Like you said, they're just adding to the noise, and it just makes reading, you know, logging on Twitter and seeing my feed just, like, a toxic, horrible experience for me. And I feel like I can't even have nuanced discussion about things like this because people want to just be toxic or something right away like I you can't even even think to consider like maybe this is why for this reason without just getting shut down and it just makes it very unenjoyable to have try to have conversations with people because I think we really could have had like a great nuanced discussion and come up with criticisms and how how we could go, go about fixing them but a lot of people just decided to oh i'm quitting yeah like who, I think who are a, you who are like, you there's just like a really bad i think we as magic players really need to come out of this being less like automatically reactionary right like we need to kind of just cool it I don't think I've seen a single announcement in the last few months where people haven't just lost their fucking minds. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, to be, I mean, I will say in defense of the people losing their fucking minds, like, there's been a lot of stuff 
that's yeah. just gone on. But like, I do I understand it's the just, state of the world. You know, tensions are high. We're stuck indoors. Fire, We're constantly know. online. But I, even like the arena open, I was Your like, looking at that. I was like, oh, that sounds like, neat. And then I get back and I look at the comments, and it's like people losing their shit over it and i'm like oh gee i didn't think it was that bad kind of thing like can y'all this is another reason why i wish magic discourse was different because people get so upset over everything that and then um, it really takes away from like the important issues it takes away from the important issues but then like they can't talk like what's the point of them telling you why what is the point because it doesn't matter you're gonna get mad at them anyway it doesn't matter. You've made it irrelevant. You've made it by by exhibiting so much frustration all of the time over everything. You have made it irrelevant. You have made your own feelings irrelevant. If right. they weren't irrelevant before, they sure as hell are now because they're like, well, why would we explain to this? They already like are. Why would upset. I listen to matter. this person who complains about every single thing? And I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of like a boy who cried wolf kind of situation almost you know i want them to i want wizards of the coast to be able to keep making magic like keep doing these things i understand stuff costs money i understand like paying your people costs money i understand you know distribution i understand all these things cost money so like i can temper that but i do think if you are going to make a statement at all you should not make a statement that's like that. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying, like, you know, explaining, hey, this is promotional money. Like, you know, we're, you know, projecting, like, this is a really difficult time economically. It's not feasible for us to realistically supply that, you know, provide the same amount of prize support as before. It's just not doable. Yeah. You know, I get I, there's like this, I was like, laid off I was laid off from a billion dollar company where I'm sure the CEO made a couple million dollars and it's not fair mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like a Hasbro wizards only situation I think they're all doing it yeah I don't know but that's so that's this is basically that's basically the gist of this announcement like you know stuff is being moved on to arena competitors are going to have to get an arena account and play on arena in the future the price support is significantly cut um maybe if we ranted more about the prize money we would have gotten that instead of god counts yeah i mean i don't maybe i mean it's maybe, maybe. i mean it also could just be like a wash and just they're just not gonna ever give it to us i i do think it really sucks like i, I think that's a mistake that that's a that's such a significant amount of money that's cut now i wonder if we'll see more Things like the open, like the arena open. They did say they're planning on um, doing more in the future, yeah. So, I mean, I do hope that they walk back their decision to cut that much money. Because that's a, two million, that's a lot. That's a lot of money to just, like, cut without really. At the same time, I think most of the other discourse I'm sort of taking with, like, a freaking two tablespoons of MSG. Like, it's just, like. (laughs) Sorry, I'm on a really big MSG kick. I, I bought some. I'm putting it in everything. <laughs> well, I guess the last thing that was announced that, you know, unsurprisingly also caused discourse on the website was the Double Masters. 
Yes. Which is a, a special set coming in August where mm-hmm. so I think it's I think it's only reprints, but it, each booster pack has two rares and two foil cards in every pack. Mm-hmm. Pre- it's good. I think it's neat. <laughs> I, I think, think it's, it's neat too. Neat. Uh, you also I, get box toppers. That's yeah, significant. and there's box toppers. Yeah, they look there's like they toppers. got like the cool like Ikoria themed uh, alternate art for all of them. So yeah, I mean, I'm not really like a promo person anyway. I'm mostly just excited about like a lot of like Commander cards getting reprinted because I've been wanting to get back into Commander. So. That's something I'm pretty excited to see. Also, it looks like for drafting, you get like two first picks or something, I think they said in there. I don't know. We'll have to see how the draft works. But it's like, it's an interesting chain, like a twist that they've done to like this typical master set. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's definitely different. Um... I'm not wild that it's not available in Spanish, but um, it is available in German, which isn't normal, I think. Um, I do like that this is an... I'm a really big fan of reprints, as many reprints as possible, like, I'm I'm pretty into. Right now, card prices are, like, all over the place, in part. Like, card prices are, like, through the roof, to be honest. And a lot of that is in part because there's such little supply. Not that the demand is crazy. It's just there's no supply. Um, right. so stuff's getting choked. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, anything that puts more supply of anything into the market. Um, you know, Blightsteel Colossus was announced, Mana Crypt was announced. So, you know, these are cards that, well, I don't need a Blightsteel Colossus. I do need, I do need a Mana Crypt though. Doubling season? Do you need a doubling season? Doubling season is always good to have. It's a dope card. So, um, yeah, I mean, like... I think I'm I, I'm all for it. I know that it's really tough. Like it's really difficult. You you have like these two things that are clashing, right? Like it's really awkward to kind of announce, you know, a premium product, which that's what this is. This is a premium product. Um, in a time where people are struggling financially, economically, like things are struggling that's optically uncomfortable and like people are bothered by that and I get it but like at the same time you know from Wizards perspective is they still have to make money you know to pay their people you know Mark Rosewater was in a thread where he was actually giving like pretty good pushback against like criticism and he was like listen like (laughs) I want to be able to like feed my family and stuff and magic is how I do it so we gotta make product in production like it usually like a year it was a or while two ago right it's not something they can really control they're yeah, not gonna say oh yeah let's pause this i know a lot of people like have criticized other companies for continuing to do release but like uh, what are they gonna are they do gonna just do? keep this stuff in a warehouse and then just not have anyone work i mean i especially like the makeup community especially has had mm. like oh you can't release this stuff like but like they if they keep, to. they have to because it's already produced. It was produced before COVID, and it was, you know, makeup. If it sits in the warehouse, it's gonna expire, and then you're gonna have people being like, "Well, what the heck? You gave us expired yeah. makeup," and it's like, "Well, you told me not to release it during." <laughs> it's it's just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. It's just the world we live in. They it's... made a product a year ago, they manufactured it, and they're not going to let it sit in a mm-hmm. warehouse. I mean, I'm happy about it. Like, I think reprints are great. Like, if you have the fun, if you have the funds to get it, like, definitely do it. Support your local LGS. I think they're doing, Wizards is doing something for them. Uh, if you buy, like, a box, I can't remember if it's, like, Ikoria or if it's something else, but if you buy a box, you get, like, a promo. Like, if you buy a box from your LGS, you get, like, a promo. I think that's really dope. Um, I don't know. Like, I think the conversation about, like, product being for everybody, you know, like, people feeling overwhelmed by the amount of releases... Uh, these conversations are always kind of weird to me. Um, I don't think master sets are supposed to be, like, quote-unquote for everyone, because they've always been premium sets that sold the for, like, $300 a box. Well, see, that's the frustrating box. part, right? It's, like, you and, want to be able to give people access to cards that were expensive, like, they couldn't afford before, and, like, that's what a reprint is supposed to do, but when you stick them into a low-supply premium product, you are depriving them of that opportunity, because that price isn't really going to go down, and it's going to usually rebound relatively quickly. It took four Tarmogoyf printings, and for Tarmogoyf to be made basically irrelevant, for him to get under $50. That's insane. So there is a fair criticism on how they are, on how they put, where they put reprints, how they're released. Does that supply affect the secondary market or not? Those are fair, like, fair-ish criticisms. But, you know, you're going to have to make choices as a consumer what you can buy, when you can buy it, a lot of the times people's, you know, it's just not, it's not reasonable for you as a consumer to think everything that is released, you should be able to buy. Like, that's not really gonna, that's not like how yeah. it works. And it doesn't really even make sense though, because there's going to be some stuff that like, you're just not the target audience. Like Commander product is great because a lot of people Older, like, people who play a more competitive commander like it because they get new powerful cards. People who like casual players like it because they get a pre-con. You know, it suits different needs, and that's why I really like commander. But premium products like this are tough because it's... uh, Historically, they don't satisfy or they don't seem to satisfy the need that they are supposed to satisfy. That is the problem. Or... The other master sets, if they reprint a bunch of cards with the intent to get people into those formats, the cards are cheaper, so more people try to build modern decks, they try to build more legacy decks, and then the prices go up because we've now introduced, we've increased the supply, but we've also increased the demand at the same time. That's why it took time to so long, because the supply wasn't increased, and this is the, that's the key point, is the supply doesn't get increased enough to make up for the increased demand that happens and then it can't sustain it so that's why i think a lot of people when it comes to reprints like fetch lands it was announced that fetch lands aren't going to be in this product people are upset i think i saw pleasant kenobi being like like wizards must be taking the piss like that's what it feels like and i freaking love that (laughs) i think they said it's so good i think they said that that's coming out this year just not this set it's like it's coming well that's why it's kind of scary right because we're thinking about we're looking okay they've already said they don't want it in a standard set 
So we're thinking like maybe like another master set so or something like that. So if it's like a that. master set or if it's, if they're instead used as like a buy a box promo or like some kind of promo, that's going to really suck for players who are trying to get their hands on affordable cards and they can't because Wizards releases them in extremely low supply product. That's messed up. Like that just is. And I hate that Wizard does that. It makes, it, it only makes, and it only makes sense from a business perspective to get as much money as possible. And it sucks because it doesn't satisfy the need it's supposed to. Um, that's why a lot of people advocate, okay, like some of these cards should just be in a standard product, but their philosophy of standard has changed and they've made it very clear at least when it comes to fetch lines, I'm not going to put them in standard, period. I do, yeah, I don't want them in but standard. That's where that they was need terrible. To, but that's where they need to be. They need to be in that kind of supply. They need to be in that kind of product with that kind of supply. Yeah, because, you know, standard cards are printed a ton. So they need that kind of, like, re- you know, amount that's reprinted, but without somehow being in standard. Yeah. I mean, I wish they... And it feels too weird. Like, it just feels too weird to put it in standard and be like, these aren't standard legal cards. That's weird. Like... Yeah. I'm excited for the product itself with the double masters. I like master set. They tend to be really fun to drop. I'm going to be interested to see how um, it goes in terms of having two picks in pack one. That's kind of strange. But like, maybe it'll be really interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of different factors that come into products like these where it's like collectability, um, Obviously, reprints, like a reprint, what like what the value that, whether they acknowledge the secondary market or not, the value of the card on the secondary market affects what kind of product they can put it into, which I think people keep forgetting, but it's like, these packs are like gonna be expensive. Yeah. You know? I imagine they're going to be comparable to the last master sets. It could be anything. Like, their, their price on Moto, I think, is like $6.99 a pack. Um, but we don't know how it's going to be in paper because, you know, it's totally dependent. I'm really interested, like, I know it's going to be in August, which isn't actually that far. Um, I'm interested to see how much supply ends up in the market because, you know, they sell to distributors who sell to stores. How many stores are going to be in, I'm just like curious about how many stores are actually going to be in yeah. business to even sell how many stores products. are going to even be able to buy this product so that yeah, they can sell can, it yeah like i just think that that number is like whew, i don't know low. it'll be interesting to see yeah so we talked about a lot i can't wait to try and edit this um <laughs> this episode is definitely not coming out on friday um because i have to go through an hour and a you know i have to go through a lot of stuff you gotta go and to I sleep rambled. Too. And I gotta sleep. I don't really have to sleep, but I'd I mean I'd like to cool. sleep. I'd like to sleep. I'm interested in sleeping. It's a new hobby I've picked up along with learning Mandarin. I don't know why I did that, but I'm already in it, so it's too late now. So boom, that was this week in magic, which is so <laughs> freaking much. It was a lot, yeah. Well, can't wait to see what next week holds. Please, God, nothing. But, I mean, like, I feel like it's been <laughs> relatively quiet in terms of, like, magic announcements and, like, even, like, format stuff. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. Well, 
So basically, final takeaways are, you know, be nice, chill the fuck out, <laughs> care about the important things. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Um, you know, do gay crimes in a Waffle House. Don't uh, do that because you shouldn't be outside going to a Waffle House. Maybe do it near it, outside, six feet apart from at least other people wearing a mask and gloves. You could. Yeah, I'm into it. That would be very responsible of you. I'm down. I'm into it. Well, I guess that, uh, anything else you want to say? No, that's all I have to say. I think we said a lot. We said a lot of things. We said a lot. I made it through a bottle and a half of wine. During the podcast? Girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't really have much Oh, to dang. <laughs> People are going to think, oh, that's why she's rambling and started and didn't finish six oh, different topics. It makes you would a be lot wrong. I have ADHD and I'm unmedicated. Sucker. Get it correct. But yeah, also I'm a little tipsy. All right. Where can they find you, Ellie? It's a great question. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Ellie of the Veil, mostly posting about um, anime these days and trying to figure out tofu. Where can they find you? They can find me at Visa underscore MTG. And they can find the podcast at The Playset. Hmm. Love the podcast. Love the podcast. If you feel generous or whatever, you have the means, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash theplayset. Uh, or you can not, which is totally fine, and uh, leave us like a fun review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Boom. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you next time. See you next time.